I want to say two things. One, I love your costume. Thank you so much. Two, it's going to be real tough when this podcast comes out and all the clips come out and the YouTube comes out and we're in costume, we're in costume. and it's three days after Halloween. I was thinking the same thing, but listen, it's Spirit Week here, and I wasn't not going to participate in Spirit Week, and I certainly wasn't going to bring in a change of clothes to change out of my costume just to record the pod and then change back into my costume. So this felt like the only path forward. Agree, and I, I don't think that there's any reason why we can't just be in costume any given day. It feels cool. You're a space cowboy. I'm a space cowboy. You're Billy Hoyle. Great I, movie. A great White movie. White Man Can't Jump. I did wonder if it was weird dressing as a basketball player from an iconic basketball movie on the hockey podcast. It but is not. I wouldn't say it's weird. It's a choice. It's maybe not your best choice. It's just but a sick fit, though. It's just an hour of the day that we're doing the hockey podcast. Otherwise, you're just kind of living your life as Billy Hoyle yeah. in costume on Halloween day. That's good. And you aren't going to stop me from doing no, that. No, I think you made a good decision. I also respect your commitment to detail with the fact that you have tube socks on that you've made yourself. I had to color them in. You you took <laughs> Sharpie and colored in your own tube socks to make sure that you were spot on. Not a lot of people would do that. No. I mean, I think it just separates you from the rest. And, and I'm impressed with it. But we're not here to talk about Halloween. We're here to talk about hockey. We're here to talk about hot ice. Let's get into some hot ice. Do you have any that are really, really scorching hot? Um, I've got some hot ice that I think is pretty intense. Oh, then maybe you start. It's not the hottest ice I've ever seen this week, but there's some hot, there's some steam coming up. Don't get me wrong. Here's some hot ice that I want to talk about this because this is this is very topical. Last week we talked about some tough injury bugs. Yeah, they're it's getting worse. I know, man. Uh, I hate, hate to see it. Drysdale and Anaheim might be done for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Josh Norris in mm-hmm. Ottawa might be done for the season. David Krejci's got a little bug. Your boy, the Otter, is about to miss a week or two. Oshie out indefinitely. Yep. Lower it, body. It is awful. Some key, key, key players across the league are going down with not just, you know, a little knock here and there, like big time serious injuries are taking players out for months, which is terrible to see. And what's hot this week goalie interference calls oh wow i didn't even know gonna bring that up i'm so excited there was i saw some bullshit last night what the fuck is going on there i've never seen anything like we we have a week of hockey here and there have been four pretty controversial goalie interference calls there was just one in the chicago game there was one in the toronto game a couple days ago and they are you know just bad calls bad bad calls the Chicago Edmonton game, I believe it was, just ridiculous stuff going on. Would you say that you lean on the side of pro? Like you'd rather it get called if the goal is getting interfered with at all? You're like, do you feel like goals were getting scored when there was goalie interference before? And you're like, I'm glad that's the way the le- the rule is being called. Or are you saying we're overcorrecting and calling goalie interference? On I everything? think we're overcorrecting. Listen, I think goaler, goalie interference is a necessary call. I think if you are a player, if you're a skater and you make contact with the goalie that clearly fucks up that goalie's positioning, that should be called goalie interference. If a team, if a player on the goalie's team hits or pushes an opposing player into the goalie, that's a goal, dude. That's your defenseman's yeah. fault. That's your skater's fault. And I just don't think it's that hard to call. And I yeah. also think there are times where there's a scrum around the crease and someone's leg or skate is kind of bumping the goalie and the goalie either embellishes it or maybe looks like they're kind of thrown off key. I think that that's horseshit. If it's a scrum in front of the net, that's part of the game. Yeah. And and, and it does feel like these calls that have happened this past week, most of them are, uh, people seem to be in agreement that they're just bad calls. The Here's the when it gets tricky, and I hate this, but it's it's when there's a play there's contact that probably was goalie interference, you know, and then maybe the goalie gets knocked off kilt or whatever, yeah. but then recovers. Then there's a shot, save, rebound, goal, and you're kind of like, yeah. and, and the goalie freaks because he's like, I just got run into, but I'm like, yeah, but eight seconds ago, and now you're up and fine. Those mm. are those are always the tough ones where I know they want that call, but I'm like, you, it was fixed. It's like an NFL guy jumping offside, but then coming back, and then they snap the ball. I'm like, you don't get that offside anymore. Yeah, it's or like the ones in hockey games where they challenge for offsides and it was a full minute ago yeah. and there was an entire minute of in-zone play. I'd like to see it called way uh, less strict. Like, I, w- I, want, I, need, I need a forward to truck stick a goalie to get a goalie interference call. I completely agree. 
I, I think the skater needs to actively fuck up the goalie. Yeah, just be in the way. And it, yeah. and it cannot be as a result of a defensive player hitting, pushing, mm. fucking with that skater and messing up the goal. That's the one I feel like they miss the most too, 100%. right? Like that's the one that should be so eye test. Like I'm like, yo, he's getting pushed. This is not a difficult yeah. thing for your brain to process. To me though, it's got to be if I push you and in your your physical response to my check, push, cross check, whatever. Yeah. You then hit the goalie, and that that movement of the goalie, then there's a goal. Right. That is goalie interference. Yep. But if you and I are jostling in front of the net— Wait, wait, sorry. You're saying if the defenseman pushes me into the goalie, and then it's a goal, do you still want that to be called? Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, that yeah. is not goalie Agreed. interference. Agreed. Yep. Thank you for that clarification. So, yeah. If I am pushing you, cross-checking you, whatever, and then you hit my goalie— and a goal goes in, that is a goal. Yep. Because I'm on the defensive team there, yep. and I caused this. Yep. It would yeah. be like if I hit my... It's a, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, Honestly, yeah. it's the same thing as Agreed. if me as the defender hit my own goalie, and then they score. That's Agreed. not goalie interference. If, however, there's like a reset, you know, it's like I'm pushing you kind of, and, and like you're fine, but then you're in the goalie's face, and then you do something and hit them, That then that's goalie interference. It's not hard. Do you think we'll see we'll start seeing some some real flops though? Like let's say you hit me on D and I just launch myself into the goalie and I'm like I got pushed. I don't think so. I think hockey players are are above that. We're above th we're above the soccer flops. I think the last 10 or so years we've seen more embellishment calls. Yep. You know, we, we, you, you get the both of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Someone goes for a penalty, another person goes for embellishment. And I think it's good. I think there is some embellishment here and there. Uh I th I'm pretty sure Max Domi sold a uh, a big time high stick against Rasmus Dahlin yeah. uh, this past week. Stick literally didn't even touch him. Dahlin's stick came up, came about this close, about an inch away from Domi, and Domi threw his head back, and they called it. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is bullshit, but it is reactionary. Like I've had sticks yeah, come close to my face with a cage on, and I, I still think, rip back. Yeah, of course, but I think it's Domi's responsibility to go over he to didn't the touch and me. be like, "Whoa, he didn't touch that." I was just reacting, didn't touch me. Mm -hmm. I think that is fine. There's a Last season, a play where Ovi went down, they called a penalty, and Ovi got up and went right up to the ref and was like, don't fucking call that penalty, and they did Yeah, that was awesome. Which is so electric. It's it was like, like mid-game. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. So, yeah, the goalie interference, I think we got to chill out on because it's just, it's not always goalie interference. Yeah. It's not. It's part of the game. Relax with some of these calls. Agree completely. That's all I'm saying. Um, here's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, how much fun, how much fun are you having watching Eric Carlson play hockey right now. Like I got to say it's um it's unexpected. It's like I'm watching I, I, I think I stupidly wrote him off. Yeah. Uh, not wrote him off, but I was like Carlson will be a 35 40 goal scorer uh, or 40 point scorer. Yeah. Uh he's he's just dying in San Jose. Signed his fat ticket and he's just going to coast. But he is the hottest defenseman in the NHL right now. I'm having fun watching. It's unbelievable. He's having fun playing. 11 and 11, I think. Six goals. He's got two OT winners this past week. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Rags. I believe it, it was his second one that was one of the sexiest OT winner Dude, goals you'll ever see. It was just so sick. Like, he, credit to the, I can't remember who it is, but another shark back checks too and, like, actually breaks up the pass. But Carlson's the one that chases down the breakaway and then has the wherewithal. His back check was more important. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But then has the wherewithal to to see everyone's caught up and bolt immediately. Take off, yeah. And then some disgusting backhand, forehand cheddar. Oh, dude. my God. What? Stops on a dime. <laughs> shelves. Dude, that little hip swivel into the hard oh breaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's back. He's oh, back. Dude. He's back. To... It's like 2012 Carlson. Yeah, he's like, back I'm to like, Ottawa Carlson yeah. when he was just elite, being so elite, getting two Norris trophies. He, this is a big motherfuck to, oh. to people like me. Yeah, yeah. Eric Carlson is motherfucking me, there's and I chance, deserve it. There's uh, a chance he time-traveled. He might have time-traveled into his previous body and is now playing for the Sharks. They might have a younger Carlson on the team. Tell me, how, try to explain that. How did that happen? Here's the thing. I think they're just working on some stuff up in NorCal. There's high-tech going on up there. Whoa, I don't wait, know what they got, yeah. but I'm just saying, if there's a particle collider that's creating a hole in the space-time continuum for Carlson to go back 10 years and then lace him up for the Sharks, I think that we can't rule that out. We can't, and there's also nothing in the rule book against that. Yes, dude, and then that may be a rule for next year. We can take talk to the rules committee and address that later. But for now, he gets to play the whole year. Just saying, you got a Bay Area team close to Silicon Valley. There's a lot of stuff going on up there. I don't there. know. I don't know. And neither do I. And here's the thing. If they're capitalizing on 
the close proximity of the chance of someone working on a time travel machine and they're getting young Carlson back. I would do it too. Doesn't he strike Can you as the type them? of guy that would would guinea pig that shit too? Like he'll just, <laughs> they're like, hey, dude, you want to step into this chamber? It might de-age you 10 years. And he's like this. Okay. Yes. I think the first player in the NHL to do that would be Jumbo. Yeah. But unfortunately, Jumbo's not on the team yet. Not so. yet. Not yet. But if he's coming back, he's going to San Jose. Yeah. Carlson looks very good. It's great. It's really, really good to see. I want to talk about a team that is playing very good hockey right now. Okay. And I got to say, it's a little scary how good the Vegas Golden Knights look. Um, They are... Listen, Vegas is one of the most interesting teams you'll ever see in professional sports, just with everything that's going for on. Their whole, for this their is whole what, existence. This is what, their fifth year in the league? I think that's right. Yeah. Something like that. They have a Stanley Cup appearance. They have multiple Western Conference Finals appearances. They're, they've been perennial threats since entering the NHL, which is unheard of, especially when you look at Seattle's year last yeah. year, the start they're off to this year. Vegas is just a threat, and yet they've had multiple different coaches in their very young, young life, and here they are, new coach again, Bruce Cassidy. They got full season, healthy Jack Eichel, and they are looking like they maybe have it figured out. They It's early. Everyone keeps yelling at us in the comments. I know it's early, guys. It's 82-game season. We're 10, 10 or so games in. But you can see stuff this early. Not everything. But what I'm seeing 10 games in from Vegas is pretty pretty scary. Listen, they have had the talent the whole time due to a weird expansion draft rules system, whatever yep. you want to call it, and and luck with timing. You know, the way it worked out with some people that uh, uh, Carlson, I think they lucked into or didn't or got more than they expected. Flower, they that was a timing thing. Point being, they got a lot of they got a lot of good fortune when they were assembling that team. But we've seen it a million times. It's easy to squander a good roster just because you have a good collection of talent totally. doesn't mean you pull it off. And they, I mean, look at Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, right. Four one out to the Canucks. Hey, congrats on the wins, though, guys. Hey, hey, couple in a row here. Really good stuff. Couple in a row. You, hey, they got Seattle, by the way. You said when I've said when I pitched that game, you're like, they might get Seattle. They might get it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Listen, they have a great roster. They've been a threat. They missed the playoffs last year, and uh, to the surprise of many, me included. Mm. And I was, I'm, I like, dude. I don't know. People are pissed that Vegas is like all of a sudden or, or, or immediately good. I think it's sick. I think having Vegas. About that? A lot of hockey fans are like, oh, great, Vegas is good immediately. We've been toiling away trying to create a team, and they have this I think cup. the only people who are mad about that are fan bases that have sucked for yeah, yeah, so long totally. and they can't get in the playoffs. Yep. But I'm saying Vegas fans show up. That town is sick. Obviously, that rink is awesome. Yep. I think it's cool, and I, I'm i I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with the early results. I think it's, I think the it's silly to say because it's been such a short amount of time, but the NHL is better when Vegas is good. Yeah, I'm down. I'll the, co-sign the that. Vegas barn bumping. <laughs> I'll co-sign that right an, now. An electric atmosphere in the desert in Vegas is, that's what's up. You yep. need that. Uh, but yeah, they, they look scary. They that's look really scary. Uh, you know who else is really scary, uh, obviously, is your boy Connor McDavid. Uh, he literally has 18 points through nine games, yeah. nine and nine. And at this point, I feel as though there's no other option than that other than this is a genuine shot at me. Like, I truly believe that he is listening to the pod, following the page, and is attacking me personally. I know for certain that he saw that and is motherfucking you, definitely. I will also say, we we talked about this on the podcast, saying that Connor was scoring 50 this year. Yeah. Because he's, do, he's dealing with the Crosby effect. Everyone's right. going... Oh great, yeah, dude! You've got Drysital. You, you're you, you're just passing the puck. Sweet seventy assists, man. Mm-hmm. You can't score fifty. We've talked about that on the podcast. We're not the only ones who have talked about that. This is I don't know what it is about this year, but I feel like a lot of people in the hockey world were kind of like, I feel like this is the year where Connor scores fifty. We are not the only ones to say that. Yeah, we did say it, and boy golly, does it look like that's going to happen? He's got nine goals in nine games, and. He's not playing hockey, dude. It's it's. I don't yeah. get what's going on. I, he does it every year, and somehow he does 
every week he does something new that doesn't make sense. He scores some goal, makes some move that I'm like, you are not playing the same game as everyone else there out there on the ice. Listen, Connor, it's a hot start, nothing else. I want you to hear me when I say this, Connor. 18 points, enjoy it. That's about uh, that's the hottest month you're going to have all year. You're going to peter out at about 80. It's been fun, but you stink, kid. You stink. Let's see if that motivates him anymore. Yeah, you're you're really playing with fire here. You're just you're you're making you're making a very dangerous man pissed off, and that's that's an interesting. Idea. I can't remember if this was on the pod or us just talking, but I, I remember saying to you like, I wonder because we were doing those. It must have been the pod. We were talking about those crazy seasons from the 80s, and I'm and I said I don't even know if we'll ever see 160 again ever mm. you know like we're looking at those eiserman years like 155 and i'm like we might never see 160 again ever yeah and like connor just pops 160 immediately after i said that <laughs> i was gonna say like, there's, like, there's a Christ. chance that he might just stay at this both goal and assist rate yeah. per game and just pop 82 and 82 moronic and just be insane speaking of other people who are hot in the hot ice segment uh i really love it when someone bets on themselves same and they were right. I love that. I love when someone bets on themselves and then they nut up and deliver. So I'm giving mad golf claps to Jesper Bratt. Oh, yeah. Whoa, what a week, dude. Massive week. Uh, I believe he's got 15 points, four goals, 11 assists so far. He is in the top 20 in the NHL in points to this point. Uh he signed a one-year, $5.45 million contract. Young player, electric, exciting player, had a career high last season in points, goals, and assists, I believe, and signed a one-year deal. Like, he, he yeah. wasn't getting the fat ticket that he wanted, so he went, all right, give me one year, and I'm going to pump in points. And then you will give me that and fat. And then you're going to pump in zeros into my bank account. You're going to pump. Watch how fat that daddy gets. You're going to pump in sheets into my bank account. Stack, 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 stack. And that's stack. how it looks so far. He has already double digits in points. And let's call it what it is. The devils are good. Dude, you. I, I, would, I, I was surprised by this last week. I pegged them to miss the playoffs very clearly. The devils are good so far. Yeah. It's a real 10, problem. 10, 11 games in the season, and the Devils are no joke. They're, they're doing that, uh, like, nobody believes in us thing. They're they're riding that hard. Definitely. And it works, dude. It works. But they are all about that swag with, like, oh, okay, you think we're bad, dude? Take notice. I'm also going to say this. What they're getting right now, which I don't think that they've got a lot of in the past, is their best players are playing good. All of them. Yeah. The, it's Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, Dougie Hamilton. They're all performing like we, you know, Devils fans hoped they could or would. And that hasn't really happened yet. So. Watch out. Impressed. Props to them. Watch out. Uh, you got more. Hot, I got one more if you if you want it. Yeah, I do. I want all the hot ice. Ovi is three goals away from passing Gordie Howe. Ovi has 784. Uh, Gordie Howe has 786. Four most goals in NHL history ever scored on one team. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool, or who gives a fuck? Um, I, you know what? I didn't really think about that question, and I was going to say that's super cool, but I don't know that it's super cool. I think it's cool, definitely. It's a really good stat to have. Most goals in a career on one team. Cool stat, but it's not that awesome. I, I'm kind of who gives a fuck. I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. I, and I, granted, I felt that way, uh, like watching Aaron Judge this year, mm. when they're like, yeah, he's racing to get third. And I'm like, or not even, dude, but, you know, yeah. like seventh. And I'm like, okay. So part of me is like, let me know when he's three away from Gretzky, and or, you know, even closer. It's going to be super fun watching him hunt that down, which I think he will do. But I don't really need these, like, made-up milestones along the way. I, I Well, okay, I think that's a little harsh. It's not a made-up milestone. This is a cool milestone, but it is not a stop-the-presses milestone. I yeah. think that's the difference. And I don't think they're making it out to be. I think it's just kind of came up and along the race for Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, oh, and also By what he's about way, to do is this, which yep. is pretty cool. So okay, okay you, brought, you brought me back a little bit. I'll give him that. You know what I'd be interested to see is where... Gretzky is on that list 
even with moving to as many teams as he has. Very cool. Because I'm sure he is probably very high. I bet he is in the top five. It and, would be sick like, if his wild. Oilers and Kings totals are like both in top yeah. 10 or something like that. With that. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting stat. I'll, we should I will check look that, that out. out. Yeah. We should check that out. Okay. Speaking of some great players, we're going to move away from hot ice here. Yeah. Great hot ice, though. Good job. Great hot ice. We've got, again, another electric week in the NHL. And we want to stay on that electric train and talk about some electrifying players. So not who we think the best players in the league are. Yeah. Who, who is like, if I was, if I met a new hockey fan and, and they were trying to get into the game, I'd be like, watch this person play hockey. Yeah. And you will think it's a jolt of a jolt of electricity into your veins. And I want to, I want to spend a little more time clarifying this because I think we're going to take some heat maybe for our, cause I didn't, I didn't pick traditional selections here because okay. what you just said i think Sidney crosby is one of the best players in the league still same i don't know that i would call Sidney crosby electrifying i think same I, I, I think if you're watching his game who is more entertaining and you don't spoil one of your picks no you put him up against ovechkin for example ovechkin's probably more entertaining because he is agree pumping in goals he sellies super hard. He lays wood all mm. over the ice. And as a 100-point scorer, also throwing the body around, you don't see that that often. So I think that that's an important clarification here. We're talking about most electrifying players, guys that you're going to watch every week, every game, and go, and you'll just see them do shit on the ice where you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this. We're each going to pick four, but can we make one rule? Yes, I know the rule you're going to say, and it's necessary. You're not allowed to pick McDavid. Connor McDavid cannot be selected. Because here's the thing. We're talking about the most electric hockey players, and Connor McDavid isn't playing hockey. He doesn't or play certainly hockey. not a version of it that my earth brain can digest. He is not playing in the NHL with the rest of the players in the league. He's playing something else. Great. So when we do a draft of most electrifying players in space hockey, we'll both pick him because he's the only player in the league. Yeah, when we are tripping on ghost magic. Yeah. Connor is allowed to be selected. He is not. He's picks one through four for both. He's of us. not allowed to be selected here. Great. You can start. Okay. Most electrifying players in the game right now. Okay. I'm going. Uh, the person I'm taking first is maybe not the person I think is the most electrifying in the league. Maybe not, but I just want to get him, so I'm taking him now, so okay. I don't give you the chance. And it's Zegras. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the response I wanted. That's exactly what I expected from you, Dan. Thank you so much. Here's the thing. I feel dude. like. Trevor didn't get selected on our all chill team because of a positional. Yeah, it was, it was caveat tough, tough, or not yep. even caveat. Just you know, it's he, he had tough competition at that center position. But Trev is electrifying. That's a good pick. And, and, and here's what I it. think is cool, dude. He um, he will try anything on the ice. You know, like the Michigan's not cool anymore, Dan. You know what it is? A billion Michigans. And that's what he's going to do. That's one of the lamest lines you've ever said. <laughs> that's what said. he's going to do, dude. He will, he'll do a Michigan pass. He invented the Michigan pass. He invented the Michigan, the Michigan reach around, which was fantastic. There's, there's no stopping what his brain is capable of out there. And I think that's, that's something that's a sight to behold for, for everyone mm. that wants to be entertained watching hockey. Um, I also think adding to his electricity, a very key, key moment adding to his electricity was switching to number 11. Because 46 is a dust number, and you cannot be electric wearing 46. He was, though. I, I think he could have made 46 cool. I'm a wow. little upset that he changed because, oh, listen, I get it. It's, it's your, your camp number, and you know he kept it last year. It's obviously not his favorite number. I think it's sick when guys rock a bizarre number. I mean, like Krejci looks good in 46. Yep. I think Zegras could have made 46 electric. He well. could have changed that. He changed the perspective on uh, the perspective on 46 becomes yeah. an electric number. I don't hate that take, but I think it just works for him. I love yeah. seeing the, the double sticks fly around there. And here's the other thing, Dan. He's never been a, all through his career. He's never been a great plus minus guy. Maybe it's some of the teams he's on. But my point is, when Zegers is on the ice, goals getting scored one way or another. You know, either he's either <laughs> stuck into the net or one's ended up in his. There's so. absolute mayhem. <laughs> like a puck will end up in the net when Zegers is on the ice. He's not really sure which one. So yeah. you know, just know he, that there's going to be action when he's he skating might, around. He might cradle one and throw it into his own net if, yeah. the, if the mood strikes him. You know, it is completely unchecked potential with the kid. And I think. Uh, Having having that, it's scary playing defense against a guy like that. 
because you don't know what he could do. Oh, yeah. You know, you're used to normal moves. I know how to stay in front of a guy, watch the body, whatever. He he could do literally anything on the ice. I think Zegras is the most carefree player in the game right It now. shows. And that is electric. When you're carefree, that's when you're experimenting. Yeah. And he experiments a lot. He's a little chemist out there. It's it's the it's the swag, the confidence that a lot of these young players have in the league now. You used to have to come in and really earn your stripes, you know, and, yeah. and, and um, make the veterans trust you. The, like, you wouldn't try crazy shit like that when you were a younger player. Even even in the Crosby, Ovechkin, Kane, like those eras, you no wouldn't way. come in and try insane shit because a veteran would be like, because if it didn't work, they'd be like, are you high, dude? Go sit on the bench. I mean, even still, the the, the Don Cherries and the John Tortorellas of the world are, are yeah. spitting on the ground yeah, right. in anger every time Zegras does something like but, he but does on the ice. But those guys are getting fewer and fewer in the game, Oh, yeah. I think, no, I, I think it, those are the types of guys, if you're pissing them off, you're doing something right. Uh, yes, you are electric. If you if you are pissing them off, you are an electric yeah. player. I want Zegras to, to try a bounce shot. And if it misses, no one's going to give a hell because yeah. he's a, the man, he's capable of anything, and he will continue to pull it off. Yeah, you're a flashy electric player. You need more of that. God, I'd love to play with the kid. All right, the guy I'm taking first, he's off to a slow start this year, and I, I frankly think that is going to last for maybe one more game because he is too good. He is too electric. I'm going Mo Sider. Okay. Mo is, you know, rookie of the year winner last year, got 50 points, seven goals, 43 assists in his first season last year, and I have never in my life seen a defenseman that young bully big time veteran players the way he does he is a you know just shot just just recently knew of not being a teenager and he skates around out there and fucking punishes people reverse hits left and right every other shift he's burying his shoulders through people's fucking clavicle it's unbelievable guy has soft soft mitts just made of cashmere out there on the blue line dishing the puck around scores goals, crushes bodies, and as far as what we talked about with Travis Carefree, the confidence that Mo has at that young age on this young Detroit team that now just added a bunch of veterans. Detroit is a serious, serious team this season. Mo is just so electric to watch every shift because he is either going to make the smoothest offensive play you've ever seen or he is going to break bones on the defensive side. That's my favorite part about this pick by you because it's not just and, – and there might be a player that comes up soon. I don't know if, if someone's going to get him, but that uh, is, is more electric on one side of, of mm -hmm. the equation. Having a, uh, a, a grab bag of potential of possibilities when watching a Mo shift makes him really cool because you don't know if he will shatter the glass. He will shatter someone's body through the plexiglass or absolutely dangle someone and put one on a peach back door sick goal right it's like he's, unbelievable he's capable of anything and dan i think it's cool being electric from the back end i think you get a little boost of electricity if you are that cool and exciting you are preaching to the choir on the back end it's if you're a blue liner and you are just i mean there's a few that we could say right now don't want to spoil any picks but when you are just cruising up the ice from the blue line going end-to-end -end rushes commanding the offense and then also a sound-ass defender. It's about as electric as it gets. And Mo stepped on the ice his rookie season and did exactly that and has no plans to stop yeah, whatsoever. Why, why would he? Why would he? It'd be stupid. It would be stupid to stop. Mo Sider, electric factory. Great, great one. Um, I'm, I'm glad you got some defensemen in there. I feel like in, maybe it was uh, uh, one of the chill teams. I, I got a bunch of defenders that you wanted, so I'm happy to uh, I feel pretty great about the wing guy back there. The next one I'm doing, Dan, is uh, people are going to hate this pick, I think, but I, I genuinely stand by the what, what we discussed at the top of this, which is you just got to watch. If it was a new fan, I'd be like, you got to watch this. You're going to get your money's worth if you watch this. And the answer is Brad Marchand. Damn. Okay, you're two for two on plucking people from my tree. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to be on that. No, Brad is... Yeah. Well, because here's why, right? I think that... He came into the league, uh, you know, he was the rat. He's the guy. He's, he's the guy. You, you, you like him when he's on your team, but everyone else hates him. That's the M.O., right? And I'm sure he still has that stigma. In fact, I know he does. But at the beginning of his career, he was just that rat. And he was super exciting on that Bees Cup run as a young player. He clearly showed 
potential. Yeah, Marchand came burst onto the scene in 2011 when the Bruins won the Cup. When yep. he was, you know, flipping the Sedins over his back yep. and just being a complete pest while also racking up points in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. Everyone learned who Brad Marchand was, and half the league hate, has hated him since. Yep. And But then after that, while a good player for sure, wasn't the guy he became recently. It wasn't the hundred point guy. And and I don't even know if Bruins fans saw that coming. Like no, they were like, they yeah, he's didn't. a good guy. He's a good player. You know, happy didn't. to have him here. He, he's a great, uh, great fit with Bergie. That's awesome. We'll, we'll keep him around. But dude, then I mean, he got on that Olympic squad, right? And he was like playing with Sid, mm-hmm. and he he just took his game to a level that probably only him and his mother believed was going to happen. And he made it work. So now he is a hundred point guy that genuinely surprises me with some of his short side snipes that snapshot he has like he will come down and fire one over Tendi's shoulder that like I didn't even know he had in him Brad I think yeah he I mean, he's got an electric snapshot yeah he is just so I, I think his uh shorthanded goal record mm-hmm. is another element of how dope he is and how much I, I just think Brad loves proving people wrong and loves being a fucker out there like he scores goals that piss his teams yeah. off he is a killer yep and that is electric and he's also listen man part of being electric is being entertaining and okay, if you yeah, think brad what I to get into. isn't entertaining you're a fucking idiot and frankly i think you are dumb for not bringing that up immediately you're sitting over here it's what, exactly you're what sitting I'm over next. here like some boring nhl analyst being like oh brad he wasn't the player talk about why he's electric dude he's well, electric because he's parts. an entertainer he might as well have a top hat on when he's skating around the ice with the goals that he scores and then face washing people, licking people. Brad is making headlines every single game because he is an entertainer. Well, that's my whole point. It's two parts of the equation because I think if he comes out and he's licking everybody and punching everybody and cup checking everybody and sucks, he's just a piece of shit and he's not entertaining Correct. or electric and I wouldn't want anyone to watch him. Correct. The fact that he can go a hundred burger and then lick someone in the face in the same season is must watch television you know what else he does another thing that you failed to mention i might take this pick away from you he is so funny on social media complete troll on twitter and instagram always commenting on stuff always fucking with teams i think he smashed a pie in nick felino's face for his birthday or something recently but brad is just always doing stuff he's always making noise yes he is and always making noise it's great i, I miss the tory krug prank days that was really fun yeah. And he uh, he's he's aware of the moment too. Remember when McGregor was at the bees game and he scores the winner yep. and just starts McGregor walking up and down the ice. He 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 knows how to put on a show. He is Maximus and Gladiator entertaining the mob, and he would have it no other way. And he is one of the number one people I would tell anyone to watch. Yeah, Brad is is electrifying. There's no doubt about it. And it's just it's that entertainment factor, man. I can't I can't take it. I'm going another young guy here. Uh, again, the, these are, these are picks. I think people are going to be like, you're missing some of the best players in the league. I'm buying stock early here. And as part of the entertainment here is in the name. And I'm going with Cole, AKA goal Caulfield. Oh, damn. I wanted that one. Goal Caulfield is such an electric little player came into Montreal. One of the hardest markets to play in always getting shit from the fans, always getting shit from the media slides into Montreal, has a kind of a tough season, and then his father gets the job, Martin St. Louis. What a treat. And since then, ho-hum, wouldn't you know, Cole Caulfield is just pumping in tucks. Every which way you look at it, he's a fun guy, always smiling, always laughing. Him and Zegers cut from the same cloth 100%. When you're talking about carefree, especially since the appointment of St. Louis, there are a few guys in the league you could say are as carefree as Cole Caulfield. He is just chilling in Montreal, one of the biggest hockey markets in the entire league, unbelievable rink at the Bell Center, and he just doesn't give a shit. He's just talking, (laughs) and he's showing poise with some of these goals. One of his goals over the weekend gets a pass from behind the net, holds, 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 makes the goalie get off his line, shelf job. Cole is the definition of electric. He's a young water bug, rips all over the ice, has got one hell of a shot, and similar to Zegras, very inventive out there. You need that. And He's playing with Suzuki, and they're playing. They're snapping the puck back and forth, trying different things, getting creative, having fun with it. They're putting on a show in Montreal. And part of being electric is having an electric nickname. 
And I would say that Gold, Gold Caulfield is a fucking lightning bolt. That's about as electric as it comes, dude. Are you that's, kidding that's me? That's as good of a nickname as you're going to find. That is for sure. I also think he benefits big time from Suzuki being named captain. Yeah, I like that. You're not the leader. I mean, it'd be you too get to early, have some right? fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, you absolutely have. A uh, I, no, I, I wasn't saying that. You know, he was necessarily in in the running for that captain, uh, for that for that captaincy. I'm saying he's he plays with Suzuki. Suzuki's his boy, and Suzuki taking on that pressure of being like, yeah, I, I'm the captain. I'm gonna be the one that has to answer the questions if I speak fucking French or not up there in Montreal, and. Cole just lets Nick handle all that shit, and he just chills. He gets to chill. It's he like, just chills and charges up and just shoots electricity all over the ice. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to answer those questions. He doesn't have to be the one that's sitting there after a tough loss. He's the one that gets to just be like, oh, yeah, did you see that sick play I made in the second period? Yep. I had my guy. It's perfect. Yeah. So he is one of the most entertaining guys going in the league right now. I Put love your it. eyes on number 22 up in Montreal. Love the pick. Love the pick. Taking a quick break from the podcast to talk about Labatt Blue Light. There is no question that the best beer to drink while watching some hockey is Labatt Blue Light. I'm hard-pressed to think of a better feeling on earth than cracking an ice-cold beer right at puck drop. It enhances the entire experience. No question about it. I mean, when you're watching hockey, you got to have a beer. Whether you're at the game, whether you're sitting in your living room at a bar, you need a nice cold beer while you're watching some puck, and nothing beats Labatt. It's ridiculous. So next time you're watching hockey with your buds, be sure to share a Labatt. Because while you might not all root for the same team, you can all enjoy a Labatt Blue Light. It's that easy. Now let's get back to the puck. Okay, my third one, Dan, is um, I, I <laughs> you are going to scoff at this, but, but I'll defend myself. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite players to watch, one of the most electric players in the league, is Joe Pavelski. <laughs> Yeah, what? And what let me a tell you, lame pick this here's is. why I got this one, dude. Uh, he's we just talked about. This. He's like one of the oldest guys in the league, right? And he hasn't slowed down at all. 81 and 82 last year. He's got like eight and nine so far this year. Here's why I picked him. There, I can't point to anything that he does in the game of hockey better or the best compared to the rest of the league, except for one thing. This dude has the best hand-eye coordination in the league. He has the best hand-eye coordination of anyone I've ever seen. He might have the best hand-eye coordination of anyone to ever have been born. Dude, I am positive that if Joe Pavelski picked baseball, he would be the first person since Ted Williams hit over 400. I dare anyone to watch this dude at practice tip pucks. He stays after, they fire 500 pucks at him, and he not, not only does he not miss a single one, but everyone is redirected perfectly into the four corners and that he could call a shot like he's playing fucking pool it's insane and i'll say this watching nhl guys go like um take pucks off their skates or play pucks off the wall is always mesmerizing just because they're so good this guy not a puck goes near him this is his no fly zone dude a puck goes anywhere near a pass dude. deflecting a pass deflecting any shot it is one of the coolest skills i've ever seen on display by an nhl player and it deserves it deserves a medal it deserves a trophy it's something to behold it's something to celebrate and I need everyone to know about it. I'm not joking when I say this. You ruin the podcast when you do stuff like this. Because making such good picks it embarrasses you. This is such a bad pick. I don't even know how to respond to it. And don't get me wrong. Joe Pavelski is the man. He's a great player. You'd Fantastic. be lucky to have him on your team. Without question. Also, an absolute stick on the golf course. Yes. Pavelski is the definition of... He's not electrifying. He's not going to wow you, but he's going to be a solid, unbelievable player. He does all the basics right. Great back checker. Just a good all-around player, but there's nothing flashy about him at all. With, one, based, with, with one exception. You just named... Uh, you, he you, has the most you're, electrifying you're skill in the league. You're coming off so stupid. It's unbelievable. This is the stuff that people make fun of us for. Imagine you, having the most electrifying skill in the league in your possession and then getting told you think he's the, not electrifying. You think the best skill that an NHL player could be is, is hand-eye coordination in practice and warm-ups? It's not just in practice. Are you, you kidding me? You are an me? actual idiot. Are you like, high? This is the worst pick He does it every game. I've ever fucking seen. I can't wait for these picks to come out so people can go, Is that's obviously a mistake. Joe Pavelski is not supposed to be in here. And the most electrifying players in the league. I'm like, this is crazy. You've, you've, you've hung your entire argument on one skill that... 
which is so cool. That you have only picked, by the way, because of watching videos of warm-ups and practice. It's not like he's out here every single game plucking pucks out of the air and scoring on tips. He is scoring on tips all the time, and he knocks down passes all the time. Like You're like, he only does it in practice. And I'm like, no, no, no he I'm, literally I'm, does it I'm, every I'm not time he, he only does it in practice, but I'm saying your, your entire argument is based on these videos that you see from practice where someone's firing pucks from the point and he's just tipping. It's really impressive. But, dude, if you watch a Dallas Stars game and go point out the most electric player on the ice, I don't even think he's the third player on the Stars that someone would notice. I think he's not the third. I I agree there's three better players, maybe. No, more electric players. I don't know, dude. I do. Tell me who's more electric on the Stars. I think Jason Robinson is absolutely more electric. and I think Rupe Hintz is absolutely more electric. I think Otter from the fucking net is more electric than Joe Pavelski. <laughs> that that I, I actually want love. to clear up again. Joe Pavelski is amazing. He's an awesome player. I would kill to have him on my team. Just so he could tip in every but fucking electric, shot that went anywhere near not. the net. Me too. It would be amazing. Good God. What a stupid pick. And I, I feel just so happy and confident that I, my list is now burying yours. Great. You take some boring skill. Tell me why it's cool. And so here's my next pick. And this is one, like I, I said, we didn't necessarily want to pick the best players in the league, but there are some that you just cannot ignore. And I have to go with the Nate dog. Oh, Nathan McKinnon is electric for reasons that we've kind of touched on. I think Nate Dog is a pit bull on the ice. To be as skilled as he is to be considered a top four player in the league and just have that dog in you. I don't even think anyone in the top 10 comes close to Nate Dog when it comes to being a sick individual. He is I agree with that. Constantly constantly making headlines because he's screaming at players on the other team. He's screaming at fans. He's screaming at his coaches. There are videos of him falling off the bench. He's going so fucking crazy. Got Landeskog over here trying to calm him down because he's such a fucking lunatic. That, to me, is electric. There's a direct correlation with electricity and entertainment value. You said it well after I pointed you there with Marshand. Before you let me finish. You mean. But, yeah, before, <laughs> I, before I interrupted yeah. you. But I'm telling you, Nate Dog. Every single game you can watch, and he is doing something ridiculous. Similar to Cider, Lays Wood. He's a unit out there on the ice. Skates about as fast as anyone else out there except for the fake human being, Connor McDavid. And when he hits you full speed, it, it's got a Vechkin vibe. Not going to feel good. Not going to feel good. So to be, you know, sniffing around that 100-point type guy and you are bodying the fuck out of people, that is electric. Nate Dogg is scoring key goals at key moments. He is a two-way player. He's a just a winner, and he'll do anything for it. I also think there's something electric about how insane he is when it comes, you know, he doesn't let teammates drink soda. He doesn't let them eat poorly. Yeah. He's just, the guy is a, a machine, and like, I love that. Like, not great teammate when you're literally on the ice. Would love to have him on the squad. Yeah. Hate to have him on the squad every moment I'm off the ice. When he's just dictating my entire life to make sure he gets his needs. He's one of those guys where whatever team you're a fan of, when you're watching a game against the Colorado Avalanche, when Nate Dogg is on the ice, you are very aware of it. It's it's, it's a subconscious thing. When you're watching a game with Colorado, you are very, very aware and paying attention to whenever 29 steps on the ice. Because he's going to do something. He's got a little bit of that. They'd always say about uh, Michael Jordan that he, he was like, there's a chance, or not a chance, there's certainly someone in the arena tonight that has never seen me play, so mm. I'm not going to give it my all because I don't want that person to say I saw MJ once and he didn't try and he sucked. Nate Dogg has a little of that in him where I'm like, he if you show up to an Avs game, you are getting full Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg. <laughs> You're getting full, unfiltered, Nate Dogg. unadulterated yeah. Nate Dogg. Every game he plays. Yep. That's electric. I love it. I mean, come on. I love it. Uh the can you tell me if your last one is a defenseman? Actually, don't tell me. I'm just gonna go with what I had because I kind of thought you were gonna say something else. No, you, you gotta do. gotta go with your pick. And if you don't get it to it, if you don't say it later, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. okay. So I'm going for my last one. I'm going Mika Zabinajad. And here's what I think's <sighs> cool about him, dude. There are guy like Kreider, who's May, our boy. Yeah. May I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. I love this pick. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I, 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 re- I got you back in, dude. Yeah. You know, I, I... You're a dipshit and a moron, <laughs> but I love this pick. 
So what I think Kreider is our boy is yep. is a friend of the program. He pots fifty, but he's you know the big body in front of the net. He skates hard. He, he skates fast, mm. and he's tucking in rebounds. You know, and all that stuff. There's another good example of great player. I'm not saying he's the most electric player, right? Mm. And and Mika, I feel is the exact opposite. He is. He had that sick highlight from night or two ago. He's no, touching no look passes into one T's back door. First game of the season, his shorty backhand cheese ball. Backhand was top titty goal on of Vassy. The year candidate. Are you kidding? And then uh, how about how about a few of those one timers in the playoffs going bar down? Uh-huh. You know, and he just had the look right. Like he looks electric out there. The hair's fucking flying yeah. out of the back of the helmet. He's yep. zooming up the wing. He's chipping pucks past D. He's just he's all over the place, and he looks like a mad scientist out there and it's sick. Like it just adds to the entertainment value for me. And similar to how I said being a blue liner and kind of makes you more electric for me, uh, his bromance with Kreider adds to the electricity in his game. Like dude, they they know where each other is the whole time. He's firing back door, Kreider's firing back door. They're immediately pointing at each other, hugging at each other. It's like the most wholesome fun I've ever had watching hockey players on a team I don't root for. I just love everything about their duo, everything about the package. Kreider's the thunder. Zeba's the the lightning bolt. He's the electric one and I hope he rides with it forever. And he is just <laughs> that was nice. I'll take my bows after yeah. the show, but yeah, he's um, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Absolutely electric talent on the rags, and what a delight! I I like this pick because Zeba's new electricity. Yeah, uh, obviously my two young boys are, are are new as well. But Zeba's been around. He's been in the league. He was on Ottawa. Ends up in New York. He is a huge part of this. You know, the last three four years. New York's done with the rebuild, right? They're not they're not missing the playoffs anymore. They're now a serious serious threat, which they very much are. And Zeba, I, I remember having conversations with people in this office last year about Zeba not being considered a legitimate number one center, and I was like, "What the fuck are all of you talking about? He is absolutely that." But I think that is evidence as to how some people didn't appreciate Zeba for what he is. And the last two seasons, last season and now into this season, he he's putting everyone on notice. Zeba is a very, very electric player. And yeah, that little bromance with Krides is it's awesome. It's fun to see. You've got bromances around the league that I think make the NHL fun. Jumbo and Bernsey in yeah. San Jose back in the day. Marshan and Bergeron. Zeba and Kreider are They've got to be a top five bromance in the league right now. Oh, easily. And that is fun. Entertainment. We're talking about entertainment New here. New age electricity on Win Mika. the crowd. Yeah. And Zeba, you're doing it. You're doing it with... Because you're right. He is... I, I feel like on paper, you kind of look at him and you're like, yeah, he's a setup man. He's he's oh. he pass, he's so silky. He's going to pass the... Pro- but he scores electric goals. And he the passes he does make are noticeably electric he almost burned msg to the ground last playoff run as that, oh, that heater know. he went on. jesus christ are you kidding me that's a good pick i the the everything in me wants to pick a defenseman okay <laughs> go do, do i'll give you the same advice you gave me go with your gut take your pick but i think we probably are gonna have to talk about something after this we are going to have to talk about something but there there is there's a, a human being on the blue line that we all know who i'm talking about but i can't pick him right now because i just picked his teammate okay so yeah. i'm not picking him <laughs> i'm not picking him there is another blue liner who is a teammate of mika that oh yeah i i in the conversation i think i'm going to pick okay and there's another the the, the it, it's between him and a forward who made my all chill team and I don't want to double down on teams here. I don't want to double down on our drafts. Okay. So I'm going with Adam Fox. Tell me why. I think Adam Fox is, he is a uh, constant top five, arguably top three defenseman in the league. And I think most people would say Kale McCarr is the better player. I would say everyone would say that, including Adam. 
you got apps that is wrong <laughs> you got nate mckinnon over here saying that he thinks uh he thinks camel car is going to be the greatest defenseman to have ever played the game when it's all said and done which is fucking mental and who knows it's but, as if it's as if nate dog has never seen the best of bobby or vhs uh, dude or ray bork or nick lidstrom or chris pronger or paul coffee i was like, like you better say the dude you I said know, always gets but overlooked. i just made my point <laughs> yeah. no one ever mentions paul coffee <laughs> there is uh, there's something about Adam Fox, and I think I'm seeing a pattern here with with my most cider pick, with with my uh, comments about Ovechkin, my comments about Nate Dog. Adam Fox is, I would say, borderline, if not certainly, just as gifted offensively as as Kale. He tucked 73 points or something last season, so quietly. By the way, I will. It's like that is you a good got point. Yossi having the best year of his career last year. Kale right behind him wins the Norris. It was really, it was, you know, it was those two guys that people were talking about. Mm-hmm. And Foxy is over here just burying 73 points and no one's talking he, about it. He won it uh, the year, the before. year before. Yeah. Fox is one hell of a fucking player. And it is wild to me how good he is offensively for how big and, and, intimidating of a body he is defensively yeah not he does not get pushed around kale i think kale is 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 actually a a really great player defensively because of how quick he is because of how good he is with his stick he he makes up for it but you get some of the biggest boys in the league bumping around in front of the net in front of the crease and adam fox could goes toe-to-toe with any of them i think that's right he doesn't have the uh build a traditional build of someone kale looks more like the guy if i kind of stood them up on a on mm-hmm. a police lineup thing and they did their three pictures which i would know nothing about uh never done that and i and i said to you which one of those guys you think is is the more electric offensive dynamic talent i think you point everyone points to the kale build i think i over the completely agree i can't wait to look this up and see they're like the exact same height and weight but <laughs> but i think i think kale's um you know playing style vibe uh, lends itself to that, but you make a good point about Adam um, reaching those levels yeah. w- unexpectedly and I, very quietly. I, and I think there's, you know, what you said about Zeba, there's something swaggy about Fox too. Yeah. We're in 23 in, in, in the, the blue shirt sweater. It's a sick number. Yeah. He is, is as big as he is. He moves so fast. He's got sick hands. He's crunching bodies. I think he's, he's also got Fox on the back of his shirt. Like, come on. <laughs> he's like, that's, that's fucking electric. Oh my God. I can't believe I didn't think about that. You didn't that, think did. about that. Did it you? It literally dude. says Fox on the back. You've got all of these guys with these fucking French Canadian names, these Russian names. And then you got Adam Fox out here. Sounds like a fucking movie star. If he legally changes his last name to star Fox, what will you do? Uh, I would support it, and I'd frankly ask why it took him so long. Agree. Because he is a star. Yep. He is a always in the Norris voting running, and he is one of the best players in the league, and he's just so fucking smooth out there. Okay, listen. I ain't mad at you. It's a great pick. Yeah. But can we can we talk about the kale of it all here? Yeah, we got it. All right, so, but those are, those are our, each of our four most electrifying players in the league right now. We can all agree that all mine were awesome. We're still thinking about yours. No. I, and and I, I'm seeing right here and now, I, I know that we're going to take shit for these picks. Well, cause, but it, I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to pick. Like we said, McDavid cannot be picked. I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, my four are Kale McCarr, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, and fucking Nathan McKinnon. I did pick Nate. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. Those are the electrifying players that you guys know. And what we're trying to do here is broaden your horizons. We're trying to teach you some new things. But Look like, at some new names to focus on that are pumping electricity into the ice. Like you said about Sid, though. And Sid is one of my favorite players to ever live. And yeah. I think he's incredible. And if you are a young hockey player and you want to learn how to play the game, watch watch the kid play. Yeah. But I think Sid and, like, Matthews, I'm not sure I, I'm like, oh, Matthews is 100% more electric than Zegras. I'm like, wrong, dude. Zegras is throwing the puck in the air over the rink. Matthews yeah, again, we're not talking about who is the yeah. better player. Austin Matthews is the better player than Trevor Zegras right now. 100%. But we're talking about electricity. Okay, but 
kale is electric. Talk. Kale discuss, is electric. Discuss, 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 discuss and defend yourself immediately. <laughs> I, I have no defense. <laughs> I, I, uh, my defense is that I picked Nate Dog. Yeah. I, uh, truly, I, I just didn't want to pick both of them. I know. And the, uh, honestly, uh, the electricity and the entertainment factor that I value this is I'm, I'm going to contradict myself right here there are few players in the nhl that i like watching more than kale as a defenseman myself watching the shit that he does is so fucking fun and it's so impressive it's out of control but i love chaos and insanity yeah and that surges through nathan mckinnon's veins yep nate dog is like i said he got that dog in him <laughs> he's got that dog in him and i love that i love that about nate Kale's and, Kale's uh, spin cycle, forehand backhand shelf job against that the was Hawks the goal of the year last year in for OT me. was a talk about a lightning bolt, dude. That oh was a God. storm surge of electricity that put his electricity electricity factor on the map in it, that exact moment. I think it was there's poor, still a burnt spot on the ground where that bolt drilled the net in in that correct. game. I think it was poor Kirby Doc in that play. Yeah. who got put in a fucking spin cycle. And on dude, that that's move. what it is for him, Dan. It's like it's the head fit. It's like he's got a good shot. He scores goals. He's got that seeing eye shot. He can always miss the block. You know, like he does all that shit. But it's like the head fakes and the hip mobility. That's what makes elevates him into electric factor for me the the where that is on display the most for me is his blue line work the, the way he walks the blue line on the power play or even even strength he does that quick crossover like he's coming forehand and then hits the break hard goes back to the backhand and then comes back to the four he he he's not breaking angle ankles out there he's he, he's he removing is. limbs yeah, he, he's, he's removing limbs from people's <laughs> bodies how bad he they fucking... talk about that in basketball right he breaks someone's ankles that, that's not supposed to happen in this game and he is disintegrating humans they're gone true they're out of the, they're out of the camera it, shot it, it's it's just and mental. Dude, you know how when if a forward's playing d on the power play and then there's a turnover and like now the forward's back mm -hmm. and they always get walked because they're like we don't do this yes. i don't i haven't done this in a while as a forward i hate being put in that position and what Kale does to us who aren't equipped to play D is frankly rude. Like, don't ask me to square you up, you <laughs> fucking dickhead, because now you're embarrassing me in front of all my loved ones and friends. And your teammates. You, your teammates now lose faith in you because of what Kale does to I'm you. a forward, Kale. You want to go do this bullshit, go do it to a defenseman on my team. Stop yeah. insulting me. Yeah, it's brutal. It's, it's really, uh, they, these people have families, and yep. he just shows absolutely no respect insane okay so he, he should have been picked but I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about it yeah I, I, we don't want to waste too much time on the honorable mentions but obviously there's a lot i mean it, it was tough not to say pasta you know you, we say we talk about and and right now too yep. i mean I, I think brad is a great pick because brad started the year injured he came back way earlier than expected and immediately potted two tucks Immediate in his first game tucks. that's fucking electric dude. he was supposed to be out six months yeah, dude that, came back in like four it was crazy that is electric stuff uh, Kirill was who I couldn't pick yep, because I of my chill team. But Kirill is just, you. this is what I'm saying. You pop on a wild game, you are going to notice Kaprizov. Uh, you said this at the top, but Ovi is an electric player, he is. the way he plays. And I also uh, had in my list to consider is Patty Kane, almost for the shootouts alone. Like, you don't see hands like that. He kind of invented that, like, come in and just stop, basically, and stick handle eight trillion times in front of you and mm -hmm. then tuck. Um, and he, he also, like... He's not the first person to ever do this, but I feel like he was always scoring some new goals first. Like he does that backhand spin around rip, you know, like he was al always doing cool shit like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And let me lay this on it, you. His shootouts too. Yeah. For shootouts alone, I said, yeah, totally. So let me let, just well, lay this I, on in you. In terms of what you were talking about, like doing stuff for the first time. Like, oh. I, I had not really seen anyone on a shootout pump the brakes and then just stick handle so fucking hard and fast and then talk the, until uh, Patty came. He did it. Yep. So, well, here's one thing I thought was cool as I was doing this. Um, and... Again, we'll just establish that we both agree that Pavelski is very electric. So once we have said that out loud, I hate that. I'm going to take heat now for the, the the Pavelski fans out there are going to come out of the fucking. We're all coming for he's you. He's not dude. electric. Fuck, he fuck is you. just great. No, he's electric. Check this out though. Pavelski wears 16 on Dallas now because someone had it, but he's always worn eight. And one thing I thought was cool was Pav eight, Ov eight, Kale eight, Kane 88. I was like, it might be some electricity Pasta in eight. 88. There might be some electricity in eight. There's something to think about. It'll, well, it's a full circuit. It's an infinity. It, there, it's an infinity. The an, electricity never stops. Electricity running. is endless it's loop. Just, it's running. It's, it's always running. It's it, always it running. Makes, it makes a lot of sense. If you, you want to be an electric player and you're growing up, maybe do the jersey switch to eight or 88. Yeah, put immediately. Some on your yeah. Immediately. That's pretty good. Okay, that's those are our electric players. Um, yeah, those are the electric players. I had players. a lot of fun. I had yeah, a lot of fun, lot of fun too. Let's, uh, let's get into Quack Attack. Okay, we're going to Quack Attack. We got the Quack Attack top three hottest teams of the week. Okay. Not the best teams in the league, because let's be honest, 
They made the quack attack last week, but if we're talking about best teams in the league right now, the Boston Bruins are number one. But that ain't it. That ain't it. We're talking about the three hottest teams in the league. And as you guys know, in the quack attack, we rank these teams based on their uh, uh, the the Mighty Ducks team that is associated with them. And, and, and give everyone the order again, Dan. Yeah, from three to one. Three to one, we're going Eden Hall JV. Number two, we're going District 5. And number one, we're going the Junior Goodwill Games Mighty Ducks teams. So starting off, CP, at number three. Eden Hall JV this week. Your New York Islanders had a 3-0 week, great week for the boys. They beat the Rags, which always feels good. Absolutely. They beat the Breaks off the Canes, and that's which a good is, hockey team. That's a great hockey team. And they beat the defending Stanley Cup champs. That's going to get you in the quack attack. And, dude, they were had a slow start, a bad start. I was going to say, after, they, after a pretty lackluster season last year and a slow start to start this campaign, New York Islanders with a big week, 3-0. That'll get you in the top three teams hottest teams climbing the ranks and i'm happy for them number two the district five mighty ducks we talked about them earlier in the episode the vegas golden knights this team is scorching hot they are 4-0 on the week they beat the sharks and the ducks they beat the second place jets and they beat the leafs who are awful and that shouldn't even count <laughs> congratulations you beat the fucking leafs who the has leafs it? man oh boy everyone's calling them a big stanley cup contender and they get another loss at the hands of vegas amongst many other losses yep and uh <laughs> but that puts vegas at 4-0 and like we said earlier they look hot 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 they look very dangerous and they could have been one they could have been goodwill games they could have been one but unfortunately they're not one because of frankly the hottest team of the week the Goodwill Games, the Junior Goodwill Games Ducks are the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Dan, wow. 4-0. and And big games, too. Big, big, big games. games. Beat the, they won the Crosby Showdown, Yep. which yep. always feels good, right? That's a fun game to watch. They beat the Blues, uh, which was just amidst the blue, Blues started out 3-0. and They were undefeated. They're not looking. They had a bad week. but They have but, had a tough week. Yep. They, have, they have lost four straight games. Yep. So, But they were part of starting that. They also won the second Battle of Alberta. Beat the Flames. And then and then beat the Hawks, who have been pesky as hell. They sure have. You know what's cool about the Hawks? They, they look like they, they're playing for each other. Uh, There's some serious yeah. team chemistry going on with the boys. Max Domi standing up big time for Patty Kane last game, getting little scraps. I think it's cool that if oh, Kane... So sorry, go on. I was just going to say, if Kane doesn't move, which I think we both think he will and, I, and, and whatever, but we had that one discussion about I didn't want... He shouldn't go out like this on like a on like yeah. a middling Hawks rebuild that gets fucked up. Like either trade him or or do something yeah. here. And it um it will make me feel a little bit better in my tummy if they the Hawks like put together a believe in ourselves campaign and like you know maybe make Listen, a wild man, card if, or something. If they're in the playoffs here. He he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, the other thing I love about the Hawks, I know we're supposed to be talking about Edmonton right now, yeah. who's the hottest team of the week, but Jonathan Taves is back. Let's go. I mean, he's playing very well, and nothing will make Chicago Blackhawks fans happier than that, seeing him back on the ice and, and playing very, very well. One of my favorite players. Yeah. Great guy. Wish nothing but the best for him, truly. He ripped my soul out of my body once, and I still wish nothing but the best for him. Yeah. And uh, it's Just it's, as good awesome. of a guy as it gets. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But to your but, point, the Oilers look fantastic. Yeah. McDavid's out of his fucking mind, per usual. So dry is dry side out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're just getting it from all from all facets right now. I was gonna say, yep. I mean, last year, what was their big problem, right? It was they're so top heavy. Yep. It was, was Drysidle and uh, McDavid are getting all their points. And I, I gotta say, flowers to those two. They are so fucking good. Yeah, they, it's like here we are again. They are in the top five in the NHL in points. They just they it's unbelievable the way that those two play together. But they're getting production from RNH. They're getting production from Evander Kane. They're getting really, really good points and, and, and games out of a lot of people. So credit to them. Edmonton's the hottest team of the week. Junior Goodwill Games Ducks, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. District 5, Vegas Golden Knights, Eden Hall JV, the New York Islanders. There Congratulations, is. boys. Jack Eichel watch. we got to have <laughs> our <laughs> weekly check-in. <laughs> Checking in for Eichel watch, Dan. And here's the thing. He has 10 points, Okay. Yeah. And he's uh, he actually his pace actually slowed down technically. I mean, he's still way over our goal of seventy two, and that's fucking obvious. Yeah. But he's 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 technically slowed down a little bit, but he's still firing in points per game. And he had a little bit of OT filth last night against just the Jets. Putrid. Did you happen? Did you happen to catch that, Dan? I sure did. It's did just you happen to see that putrid stuff? And and he's got now 
I believe, four goals and six assists in 10 games. Yep. And that's if you, like we had to do last week, it's a point per game. And, and dude, here's the thing. That goal that he scored is an elite player's goal. It really is. You know, we I'm, said I'm it actually, in the first game of the season. He's just, he looks like a fucking player. You right? know how in OT, um, with the new format, it's like, puck possession has become a big thing. Like yeah. we kind of, when three on three got invented, we all thought it was just going to be bombing up and down the ice. But when players can, when teams can, they'll just kick it back out, you yeah. know, reattack, whatever. Jack, I'm calling, I'm calling that goal because of this. I'm calling that goal the shoelace goal from now on because you loop it, you swoop it, and you tuck. And I couldn't <laughs> believe my eyes. <laughs> Fucking idiot. And you're going to get a few more of those this year from Jack, I bet, if you keep watching, buddy. And I got news for you. You're going to have to keep watching because you're going to owe me something big when he hits 90. He's not had a single bad game this season. It's fucking He's cool a fantastic player. And it's, like I said, I love Jack. I want Jack to be good. But it's this, this bet is looking bad for me. Yes, it is. Very bad. But what's not looking bad for me is uh, where in the world is Austin Matthews? Where in the world is Austin Matthews? Dan, huh. l- tell me about, let's see, his points. I think he's got eight he does three he has and eight five and three and five for eight in ten games okay um, which how funny is it to say that eight points in ten games is just awful is he bad looks terrible stuff for austin yeah. uh but i'll tell you what man the the month the uh, uh toronto maple leafs do not look good they're in some big trouble dude. they lost they just lost to the kings they got dusted by the kings dusted by the kings and then <laughs> lost a brutal game to the Anaheim Ducks after imploding a three-one lead. They were up three-one, and I was like, "Ah, man, they're, they're, maybe they'll, they'll figure out this little road trip here." And then imploded a lead, and then, and then, and then well, first of all, there was a bullshit uh, goalie interference call that the Ducks would have won that game in regulation. Correct. You're scored, lucky to get a fucking point, scored by Toronto. my boy Frank Petrano, yeah. who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league. You Thank sure you very much. But then anyway, not to no fear, if no fear in Anaheim, my other boy Trevor Zegris goes yeah. snipe job in OT to put yeah. them to bed. Dude. Really good body control by Zegs yep. there too. Fighting off the stick check, buries one off the bar and in. But here's the thing, man. Last week, I was saying Toronto was doing fine, but I, I put I put Austin around Buffalo. Yeah, not very far from home, honestly. Not very far from home. He's still close to Toronto. I've got bad news for you, Maple Leafs fans. I, I'm putting Austin Matthews right now in Kansas City. Oh man, he's he is far away from home. Yep, he uh, that like this. He's just not having the season he had last year. He, like I said, he doesn't look engaged. He's just checking people out there. He knows that there is a really serious opportunity for him to maybe get out of that city, maybe get away from that media, maybe try something new, maybe get down south where it's warm, maybe grow the hair out in the back a little yeah. bit. Maybe saw a really electric atmosphere, hundred percent sold out crowd down in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> maybe which, he, maybe which, he caught sight of that. Which side is uh? Which Kansas City side is he in? Is he in the Missouri? I'm side? putting him in Missouri. He's in the Missouri yeah. side. Okay, fantastic. Austin Matthews is far. Hey, good to see you down there, Austin. Toronto. Enjoy the new time zone. Dan, what? tell me what you're watching this week. Um, why don't you tell me first? Okay, great. I'm we- only gonna pick one game. Okay, awesome. I'll give everyone a Thursday night game because you know I love to do that. Bruins rags, little original six battle, two teams going really good, so I'm happy about that. And then next Wednesday, so the listeners are checking in on Thursday. Next Wednesday, Penn's caps, always a good time. I'm going to go Bruins game as well. Hate to do it to y'all, but Saturday, Bruins Leafs, that is always a battle. Yeah. These teams and, and- hate each other, and I think that that is just going to be one hell of a matchup. So I've got eyes on that. In and a it's big way. it's early, but Toronto kind of needs that one. I would say. Yeah, they absolutely do. But I just think uh, a a Bruins Leafs game is always one that you've just absolutely got to circle. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on that. Amazing. That's it. All right. Well, that's it for us this week, everybody. Um, check into those games, and we'll uh, we'll catch you later. Mm-hmm.